You are listening to the Heath Fluids Podcast. And we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the second chance coach for men, Michael David Huey. Thank you for coming and listening to another session of the He Fluence podcast. And uh, we just got done praying and I'm, I feel the Holy Ghost. So I'm, I'm excited to be honest with you guys. And, and the, the purpose of this podcast is to help men walk in purpose, to, to be all that God created him to be. And a lot of the men that I know, um, if, if they're breathing, they want to be in a relationship and they want to be, and hopefully they want to be married. It, it's really funny. My first interview that I did um, with my friend, Tim Douglas, we were talking yesterday. Um, I shared this with Chris a while back that I now have two accountability partners that hold me accountable every Wednesday for an hour and a half. And, and it's been the biggest change for me in my life. I wish I would have did it 20 years ago, right? I wish I would have did it 20 years ago. And, and, and Tim had been praying for a spouse for one of his daughters and he hired a guy uh, to come to do some work for him. And the guys came to him and said, Hey, um, I've been wanting to get to know your daughter. Do you mind if I take her on a date? Like, so he did it like the right way. Like, you know, he was, he said, I don't want to disrespect you. I just want to do that. And, and I can't think of any two people that have raised their kids to be respectful, uh, God fearing, encouraging people than my guests today. And, and my guests today are Chris and Tara Borghese. They, they are the founders and CEO of the marriage revolution. You can go to their website, themarriagerevolution.com. And, and I, I have a lot of respect for both of them. Uh, Chris and I have had kingdom connections uh, for the last couple of years. We met at his son-in-law, Nicholas Barely's mastermind and, and, and the event that they have. Uh, and it's really awesome. Later on today, uh, I'm going to be interviewing Nicholas for the podcast uh, uh, to be published in a couple of weeks. And so a couple of weeks ago, I actually uh, interviewed one of the, the pastors that Chris and Tara know very well, uh, uh, Jim Baker. And so I believe this is all a kingdom connection. And I believe today that if you're listening to this, you're at the right place at the right time. And if you're, uh, Chris and I were just talking about an example of a young boy who listened to a podcast that we did, and now his family has been radically changed. And so we prayed, and I believe today that if you're listening and you're either seeking a relationship, maybe you're in a relationship, maybe you're married, and your marriage is not the way you want it to be. I believe there's no two better people on this earth that can give you the wisdom and the knowledge that they've done of being married for 28 years. Cause that's a long time. Like in two weeks is my anniversary and I've only been married 11 years and it's, it's hard. Marriage is hard. So welcome to the Heathfluence podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Tara first, Tara and Chris Borghese. So thank you guys for joining me today. Awesome. Well, it's an honor being here. Thank you, Michael, for providing a space for people to come and learn and get the skill set and the encouragement that they need in their relationships. So uh, it's an honor to be here. Yeah. Thanks, Michael, for having us. This, uh, this really is a joy to be hanging out with you and with your audience and to be able to serve them in a way that uh, they may not have thought. Amen. Well, why don't you guys do me a favor? Because uh, I, I just gave a brief introduction of who the two of you are. Why don't, and I know you guys like, to, I, here's one of the things I just want to encourage the people who are watching who have not went to Tara and Chris's Facebook group and joined their Facebook group. If you're, like I said, if you're wanting to be in a relationship, you're in a relationship uh, or you're married, right? You should go to their Facebook group and join it because they give a lot of value on, on relationships and on marriage and and we're going to talk about this later on about how to even work with your spouse, because I, I was sharing with Chris that, you know, one of the things that I found out and my wife has given me freedom to talk about this is my wife is just not cut out really for big time entrepreneurship. And, and, and that happens. Like Chris even said before we got on, like some men are not cut out for entrepreneurship and, and, and Tar and Chris, you know, they, they use the disc test and stuff. And I found out a lot of my, I remember when Chris actually encouraged me, to kind of figure out what, what take the test and do that. And, and, and that helped me a lot figure out like what were my strengths and what were my weaknesses. And now I focus more on my strength and God has radically turned that around. So why don't you guys share a little bit and tell everybody like who you are and yeah. what about you? Well, uh, we'll tag team this. Um, so we're Chris and Tara Borghese. We're, uh, we have a, a call the marriage revolution. Oh, and, um, 
So we've been called to this space specifically because of the fact that the things that we've learned over the years, not in a textbook, but in real life practical things. Um, uh, we've been married 28 years, have three amazing kids, have grandkids all over the country. Uh, the latest is the Nicholson Manor, they have Kingston, as well as our other son has a, had a new daughter. And so it's just been a glorious time. But the things that we've learned over the years, you just don't learn in a textbook. It's, it's conversations, it's hard conversations that, to be quite honest with you, um, both of us, specifically me, have swept these hard conversations under the rug. Most men, most women, we just are just human. We don't like difficult conversations. And let me just encourage the group that the reason why we're in this space is the fact that we have now had the boldness and a breakthrough to be able to help men and women be able to have the breakthrough in their marriage as we've experienced it ourselves and actually have conversations. And the biggest thing is that we are now here to complete rather than to compete. And that is a big breakthrough for us. We'll write that down, Chris. Can you say it again? Yeah, we want to complete. I like to take notes. <laughs> complete in marriage rather than compete. Awesome. If people can take that one concept, breakthrough will happen in their life. Amen. Yeah. So You guys are originally from Ohio, right? Isn't that right, Tara? That's right. That's right. We're Buckeyes. Go Buckeyes. <laughs> yes. We're all over that. the world. It's the biggest college, right, in the whole world. 55,000 so, students. That's right. So, uh, so we're everywhere. Um, so what Chris was saying there, too, one of the things that had been lacking, we got into the marriage space, and what that means is facilitating different studies, different groups, different uh, types of you know, learning and, and small groups and things within churches about 17 years ago. And it was, we would always hear, you know, obviously we've all heard in the Bible that to honor, love, trust, respect each other. But we always felt like we would go to these conferences and we would teach the stuff. And some of it was a little practical, but I would say 95% of it was more like theoretical. Like you should honor more, you should respect more, you should love more. But we always felt there was a missing piece like, okay, how do we do that? How do we do that? Just like Chris just said, how do we complete rather than compete? How, how does that look and feel? So um, a couple years ago, we, we came across uh, the DISC model of personality assessment. And there's a gentleman who's been in the space and he's now our mentor. And he mentored, he's the mentor to um, John Maxwell and Zig Ziglar. He got into this space, personality. He was a, uh, has a doctorate in family studies. He's an educator. And 40 years ago, when he just wanted to get along with his daughter, he was like, I don't, I've never even heard of this personality thing. How does this work? Because my daughter and I can't get along. We can't even be in the same room together without fighting. <laughs> so when he came across this, <laughs> right. and, and we, we know this because we have multiple children and they all have different personalities. So... Uh, so when we when we got a hold of this information, we were like, oh, my gosh, this is it. This is the missing piece of the puzzle. And and so there's an entire strategy behind it now that we are just so excited and we have a passion to get it out to the world. Yeah. Yeah, I like to say, and here's another quotable here, uh, Michael. The Bible tells us who we are positionally, but understanding your personality tells you who you are and how God has wired you. And once that, it's the second, our, our mentor, Dr. Rome, he says it's outside the Bible, understanding who you are or how you're wired is the second most vital life impacting portion that you can ever, ever experience. So yeah. wow. this is why we're so passionate about it. This is why we've created a revol why we're created a revolution because this is just as not being taught. You know, we're taught the, the core theoretical, and that's a pillar that we all need in our life. It's the foundation, understanding what marriage is, we need to love, we need to respect, but how do you actually do it? And this is what is not being taught and why we are now being called out of, of all different types of spaces that we could possibly get into to do this because it's a calling. It's a, it's, 
It's the missing link that the, the couples need to be able to have not only a good marriage, but a great marriage, but for those marriages that are just to be able to help them not only survive, but to thrive. That's awesome. Well, you, you know what I just want, I, I want to, I, what I like to do on this podcast too, is I like to encourage my guests too, right? Like um, I was telling Chris Tar before he jumped on earlier that um, I, I interviewed um, on my last episode, I interviewed the pastor um, uh, Dr. Randall Langley, who married my wife and I, who has been a mentor to me for years. And, uh, he, he had me in tears before we started and we had to like take a five minute break before we started. And so I just want to thank you guys because a lot of times, and Chris and I've had some deep conversations in, at the mastermind, we've been alone and, and done some stuff. And I think it's great because even like, like, what can I look at? Like, like you, you Tara talked about the, the personalities of your kids. Like I've, I've watched Brady and then I've watched Amanda, right? I mean, um, I know Drew, so I met him once, but I don't, I, I know that, 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 that Brady's really reserved and, and, you know, Amanda is aggressive and gets things done and makes things happen. Right. And, and, and that's just observation. Like, I think a lot of us, we don't observe other people to learn about them, to invest in them to really know who they are and what they are. I mean, just like watching Brady now, you know, in a relation and the things that he's doing, like he looks like he's like coming out of a shell, but he's still Brady, right? Like he's doing more stuff. He's talking more, he's funny. And then he's over here by himself. He's real quiet. And, 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 and it's funny, like you can judge people, you know, they always say you judge a book by its cover, but I think unless you really get to know that person, you never really know, like, their potential and, and, and what they do. So, and, and I was going to ask you guys, I, I mean, obviously you guys, uh, your faith is pretty important to you. Um, and, and how you raise your kids. Why don't you share a little bit, maybe that, that journey in your relationship and how, cause, cause I, I know that it's important to Lisa and I, and it's changed and evolved. So maybe you can talk a little bit about your faith and how that's been in the center of your marriage and the things that you teach and share with others and with your kids. You're done. I'll hang up. Okay. Well, that's such a great question, Michael. You know, honestly, I don't think we'd be together if we didn't have our faith in God. I, I really don't know how couples do it. I really don't uh, know how they would do it without having God in the center because we believe one plus one equals three. And uh, so when we got married, we made, a, we made a covenant before God. And we take that very seriously. It's not a contract or a piece of paper or social, you know, uh, contract. It is a covenant between God. So, so that's thing one. Um, thing two is the fact that I think we had a revelation that not only am I made in God's image, but so is he. And he has something inside of him that I do not have. I mean, God made us so intricately that he pulled woman out of man. So there is something, there is something this is where the, where Chris said, you know, we are to complete each other because now we're, we're two halves of one whole. And so we are not made to live this life without each other. And he's not supposed to be like me and I'm not supposed to be like him. But what we've seen within, um, but before we got a hold of a lot of the information that we have now, I was trying to make him into my image. He was trying to make me into his image. And it would how we do it, right? That's how we do it, right? That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Because we think, well, if he just thought like me, if he just talked like me, if he just processed information like me, things would be better. Would be great. But <laughs> yeah. you know what? If that was the case, one of us, we were exactly the same. One of us would be irrelevant. We wouldn't be needed. And that we know that's not the case. And then secondly, life would be so boring because... I married 100%. him because of our differences. A lot of people don't realize that they marry their mate because of your differences. You see something in them that you lack and you want that. Like he's super extroverted and he's fun. He's like the party. I mean, you know that Michael being in a mastermind with Chris, yeah. he's always like super high energy, loves everybody. You know, I was super reserved. I'm like Brady. You know, in that respect. I see that. So, I see that. I see. Yeah. It's an Amanda, and then you and Brady over here. Yes. Yes. He's <laughs> little me, and I love him for sure. Hundred yeah, percent. And so it's like I needed that. My life would not be even 
half as fun as it is if I didn't have him in my life. I would hate to be married to myself. <laughs> you know, I would. We would we would stay home and never go anywhere. Have <laughs> <laughs> to be on a podcast. Never try. That's right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you know we are made in God's image, and my job. This is a, this is a revelation that we feel God's given us. Is is my job as His wife is to bring out every. Thing that God's put in him that he needs to accomplish here on this earth and vice versa. So I am to be his supporter. I am to be his biggest cheerleader and to help, you know, be the hands and feet of God to him to, to pull out everything that God put in him and vice versa. And I think once Love we that. got that concept, we now are able to lock arms and move forward in our destiny together instead of being stuck somewhere fighting each other, which is a terrible place to be, and we've been there. Yeah. So, Michael, for, for me in this answer, to, to answer this question, I first must ask for permission for it to be real. Like, I'm going to speak to the men. I'm going to speak to have to directly. Be That's what because, this is all about. Because here's the deal. The first 10 years, remember, I'm an ordained pastor. I've been to seminary. I've been a pastor. And I taught love and trust and respect and honor and submit, head of the household, all those nice, wonderful things. And they're awesome. Like I've said, there's a good foundation. But I, but like most men, the first 10 years of my marriage, I left um, uh, the pastorate and uh, all that to go into corporate America. And my goal, my role in life, I felt was like, if I can just provide, like our, our vision was that Tara was gonna stay home and I was gonna go to work and, and um, get myself promotions and raises and I did that but let me just tell all the men who are listening it does not end with provision God uses us to provide but we are also now get this we are also to help be there emotionally for our wives I was not showing up I was not asking questions I was not engaging with my wife I was not building trust so here's the key. Here's the here's the key. Trust is built. We think that trust is just well. Tar's not going to cheat on me. No. Trust is being able to have honest conversations and provide an environment for for Tara to now express herself for me and to and for me to be that person who she can trust enough with her emotions, with her feelings, where she is now free to have intimate conversations. I was not providing that for my wife because I felt if I would just provide it financially, hey man, I'm good, I'm good. And it caught us, it caught us big time to the point where I thought my marriage was over after 10 years. I can remember going to my sister-in-law's house and saying, crying profusely, it's over, it's over. And I was left with the cold, hard reality that someone else is going to raise my, my three kids. It was that bad because I neglected. We have a thing on our website, themarriagerevolution.com, where I, I fell asleep at the wheel of my marriage and Tara almost drove us off a cliff. <laughs> right? Yes. I understand the crisis. Yeah, totally do. Marriage crisis. We both are responsible. But as a man of the head of the household, I can tell you, I was not showing up emotionally. So I did whatever it took because, Michael, you talked about the faith. This is where the faith kicked in. The faith. The saying, you know what? No, not on my watch. I made a covenant. I made a vow till death do us part for sickness and in health, for richer, for poor, that I was going to stay in here and show up. So I invested. I went to we went to seminars. We went to we went to webinars. We went to we went to everything that we could. Every <laughs> be able to say, you know what? What skill set do I need to be able to have a great marriage and show up for my wife, where she now comes to me for all of her emotional support? Amen. And I learned that just providing was not enough. Most men are like that. Well, I'm just like you. Right? That's what I thought. And I got caught. And I'm really realizing now that we're now exchanging things and helping, helping couples get breakthrough, I'm realizing 
that every man is like this. Every man just wants to provide and we think it ends there and it doesn't. That's what that it's funny you brought that up because I hear my dad say, I hear my dad say that to my stepmom. So, you know, well, don't I take good care of you? Uh, when inside, I know she's dying because he's not, everything is about him, right? Like, um, and, and, and I'm grateful that my wife stuck through me through thick and thin too, Chris. Cause I mean, we, you got, so we were apart for four years and, and God radically changed my heart. And we, and I even see it now, like, like we've started to put some of Jim's stuff into, we watch a lot of your stuff because we value your opinion and who you are. And, 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 and like, I'm in a whole different season of my life. Like I'm watching miracles happen and I'm watching a better relationship with my wife. Like, like I felt like, you know, to most people, you guys moving from a place where we'd been for 27 years made no sense to other people. Like, why would you do that? Like you're on the board of, of a big ministry and you're on the board of your head of the board of your church. And you, 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 you've got, you know, you've got it, you've got it made. Why would you move? And I said, what, what make, what doesn't make sense to man makes sense to God. And it's funny, Chris brought up, you know, in, in sickness and in health, rich or poor and, and, and good and bad, right? I had an old pastor used to say who used to teach marriage. And it's really funny because my pastor at my old church back in, in Clearwater is retiring um, and they're going to go and do marriage stuff. So I definitely want to connect you guys because that's what they do. He's, they've written books and, and, and they're just, it, it's really funny how Lisa and I, we were sharing this yesterday about how we've had favor with pastors, like we just went to a new, every church, Lisa brings the prophetic into the church, right? Like, uh, we've been at this new church for two weeks and they're giving her the mic already. Like, so, you know, it, it, when my old pastor friend used to say, he said, I don't know why they give you those options. Like Chris said, those options in sickness and in health. He said, I, I take health. He said, and the good and the bad, he said, I take the good, right? He said, the richer and the poor, I take the richer, right? He said, but the reason that how you get that is investing in your marriage and investing in your spouse. And Tara, I just want to say thank you because, you know, I've, I've, I've had to, a lot of alone time with Chris over the last couple of years. Like we go to dinner and we just sit and we talk and we get on the phone and talk. And, 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 and Lisa has done very much like you. She's just encouraged me to be the head of my home, you know, and, and maybe there's somebody out there listening that maybe doesn't agree with that or doesn't see that. But we see it in the word, but sometimes I think we just don't grasp that. And I think pushing and, and encouraging and and, and, and doing that has allowed me to finally, after, you know, next in two weeks is my anniversary, it'll be 11 years. And I feel like I'm finally doing that. Like I'm able to communicate with my wife. Like this morning we had this emotional thing. Like I really felt bad for her. She's just been going through this transition and she just basically called and said, Hey, I love you for, for who you are now. Uh, I'm sorry that I've been, and some words and, and I've been this person. Right. And, and it, and it's okay. Right. It's, it's those, it's those things. So, um, why don't you guys talk about this and, and, and we're doing good on time. So, um, why don't you talk about accountability and what that means? And, and so for me, I shared this, um, with, I think it's great that you guys have a, a group and I've been encouraging other married couples to join your group and, and get involved in that. Why don't you guys talk about the importance of that? Because, um, I'll tell you this, my wife makes sure that I know that every Wednesday from three 30 to five, that I have my accountability call with my two accountability partners. Cause not only has she watched, uh, what's happened in me, she'll leave, like yesterday, they gave her the day off. She was here. She goes, I'm going to go for a long walk. And you know, an hour later she's out walking and then she comes back and she does. So why don't you guys talk about that a little bit? Maybe what that means to you guys and what accountability really is when it comes to your relationship and your marriage and how that works. Okay. okay. Well, I can tell you accountability is paramount. And the Bible talks about iron sharpens iron. If we're not going in the same direction with someone, it just raises the bar. It's so easy to settle for mediocrity in a marriage because some couples like, well, you know what? I'm going to stay in this marriage because God wants me to stay in the marriage. And that's right. But what we found is that there are many couples where the woman will say, you know what? If it wasn't for God, I would probably leave this guy. 
because we just don't like each other. We don't get along. We fight constantly. And then you talk to the guy and the guy says, oh yeah, hey, we're cool. We're cool. Everything, well, we had a great relationship. And we're like, we're so confused. We're so confused. What's going on here? What's going so, on? so, yeah, like you're and the others over here, right? Yeah. Like, like the old women, women are from Mars and men are from Venus or whatever the way it was, right? Exactly, exactly. So, accountability where a man will actually say, hey, you know what? Here's what's really going on. When there's honesty, when there's trust, when there's respect, where there's uh, transparency, then that's when you actually grow. And you cannot have that. Get this. You cannot have that if there's not accountability. Because it's so easy, and I did it, to hide behind the four walls, to, to not be transparent, to not be open. Because, because then, then it's because pain, growth is painful. And, and when there's accountability, at least there's a safe place because people are going in the same direction that you're that you're doing you know nicholas our son-in-law and you're in our bdb he has a thing called you know an accountability i hold you account to your ability right so we as men have abilities that have to get tapped into and it's it takes that that decision to say iron sharpens iron i mean be transparent and allow yourself to be in a group where you're going the same direction and that's where the growth happens. And and you wow. do that with other or what Tara will say other one. And that and, and Tara, you know, you know, I would say this and then and then you can touch on it. I would say that women are easier, they're a lot easier at accountability than men are, right? Even though it says iron sharpens iron, right? Like like my my wife Lisa has a best friend, her name is Julia, right? She lives in Colorado Springs and she literally tells Lisa, she doesn't tell Lisa what she wants to hear. She tells Lisa what she needs to hear. And a lot of times we, as men or women, we want to gravitate towards somebody that takes our side and says, oh, Chris, it's okay. Tar's wrong. You know, you should stop listening to that stuff. You know, and I see it all the time. Like Chris and I are on a, on a group, um, Ryan Mickler's, you know, order of men group. And, and it's all over the place. People are giving all this advice. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm so glad I, I <laughs> I just connect with people in there and not engage in the, in that. Like, I mean, I've got some great connections out of there. I'll just have to tell you, I've, I've got a couple new clients out of there, a couple new business partners out of there, but just how important that is. And, and before you share, Tar, I'll just share this with you. I just did a Bible study uh, a week ago and I shared this with uh, Jim Baker and my friend, Dr. Lionel Langley is that we, it was a men's Bible study. And, and it said in this Bible study that the research shows that one in 10 men, have somebody they can talk to about their health relationships and their business. And Nicholas and I both have a passion to help men in the relationships and business and their business could be their ministry. Like you guys, you know, like he influences my ministry. He being God influences me to help influence men to walk in purpose. But then this is what got me. He it said that one in 20 men have somebody that they could really say is a best friend. And I was like, and then the pastor asked everybody at the table, there was 10 of us, if anybody, if, if they really were one of the 20 who actually had, and the only two people that raised their hand were me and my pastor. So wow. can touch a little bit about, you know, how women stay accountable and how important it is. Cause I think, I, I don't think I would still be married had Julia not been involved in Lisa's life during the times when we went through the stuff that we went through. Mm. Wow. Well, that is a very staggering statistic. And I think it's due to the fact that one, it's cultural. Um, boys are brought up to not show emotions, to not show feelings. You get hurt, you just rub some dirt on it and move on. Yeah. And you, know, you bury it. But I think that that is starting to kind of end a little bit now. I think people are, we're getting a little bit smarter. You know, we've got the internet. We're now seeing like burying your emotions doesn't make them go away. It just makes them build up to the point at some point you're going to have an explosion and then it's all going to come out and it's going to be ugly. So I think that's, uh, that's one thing about, you know, for men and it, 
And I think things are starting to change. Obviously, Michael, you've got your awesome group and there are more and more men's only groups. And I like the fact that it's men only because men, you guys deal with totally different issues than we do as women. And women are more, more social and mostly, I mean, you know, you have your personalities, which we're big on personality traits. So there are some personalities that are more social, more outgoing than others, but women, but if you're coming to a men and women difference, women are more social because we are home with the children for the most part. Now, um, you know, one of the things too, when you get married, you bring baggage into your marriage. We, and it's not necessarily all of its bad baggage. It's just, it's, we bring our life experiences and we always like to say, you know, we're seeing life through our lenses. I'm seeing life from how I was brought up, my belief systems, my cultural um, influences. We're hearing life through those same lenses as well. So, you know, Chris and I, we always joke that we both brought a matching set of luggage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just didn't have that. We had the whole complete luggage set. <laughs> and, um, and so we've now been, you know, now I think we're maybe down to a carry-on bag. <laughs> it's a journey. It's a journey. I love, it. I love that. I'm going to use that. I'm going to ask if we're down to a carry-on bag now. <laughs> Eventually, it'll just be a little bag you put underneath your seat. Little um, handbag, right? Yeah. A handbag. So, Man purse. That, that's that's um, one of the things we've had to get rid of, which has helped us, you know, be able to hold each other accountable to, to that. But one of the biggest things is, and I know Michael, you're in the personal development space as well as we are. And one of the, one of the tricks, and I heard this, it stood out to me so greatly was that oftentimes we, we don't hold ourselves accountable because we don't believe ourselves. So like you're in, you know, some health and wellness. And so if somebody says to themselves, for the past 10 years, Monday, I'm going to start this diet. Monday, I'm going to work out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to eat good. Eventually, if they keep giving up and not doing it, they're lying to themselves. So it's just like within a relationship. If somebody always lies to you, are you going to believe them? Eventually, you're going to stop believing them. And that's the problem we've found with most people is now they don't even believe themselves. They don't even believe themselves because they've lied to themselves for so long and haven't followed through and doing what they say they're going to do. And that's the importance of having the accountability. Sometimes, you know, really forget your mate, forget your friends and whoever else you've got to get in a good spot yourself and having that accountability first and foremost and putting that, you know, so a lot of the couples that we coach, it's like, what are you doing? Are you taking every thought captive? Are you giving in to those emotions that are spinning you out? You know, you can't blame that on your husband. You know, you can't, you've got to take responsibility for that. And you need to be held accountable to those feelings so that you can now start believing yourself and being able to give away uh, to your husband as well. Wow. That's, that's really good. And you know, it's, it's um, some of the things that I've learned recently about investing in quality time with my spouse okay i saw a post chris had you know it's really funny um tomorrow's valentine's day right we all know that that's that i have a good friend of mine his name is dr Dondi nettles he's in my biohacking company he's one of the smartest guys i've ever met he's he's got this 150 160 iq he's just a super guy right and so him and his wife go out on valentine's day and they go to a restaurant and they watch other people who are in love and the couple that's the most in love, they buy their dinner for them. Oh, wow. that's so cool. And it's cool. amazing. Like, um, I, I told him, I said, Hey, when I'm in, maybe I'll be in Phoenix. Like <laughs> where are you going to be? At? And I'll just act like I'm in love. So you can, <laughs> but, but the funny thing about this is, is so I'll just say this. The first thing that I do, when I go to dinner with my wife now, as I hand her this. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's and a good call. In your purse, in your purse. No, not, no, uh, complete. Cause you know why? Cause I used to watch her like, look at me, Tara. Like, you know, like she's like looking at me, like, what are you doing? Like, are you going to give me your phone? 
So now I just do it before we even get into the restaurant, right? <laughs> and, and Chris, you brought this up. This is really funny. So part of that Bible, that Bible study that I told you about, and this is something you and Tara talked about, um, it's these two guys coming to meet for, for lunch, for breakfast, to have an accountability uh, meetup, right? And um, they come, and the one guy is like, uh, he's reading a newspaper, and the other guy is texting on his phone, right? And they're sitting at the same table, right? And the waitress comes over, and she goes, I'll come back. And, and then the one guy reading the paper says to the other guy, um, how are you doing? And then it takes his brain out over here, and it shows him arguing with his wife. Um, it shows him watching photography kind of, you know, with a blurry screen. And then it, it, it has him, um, oh, um, in an argument on the phone with people at his work. And then, it, and then it takes his brain back in and he says, oh, I'm great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other guy's like, oh, really? And then he just goes back to reading his paper and the guy goes back to texting, right? Like no communication, no accountability. And Tara, I think that, that just confirms to me what you said about how men deal with their childhood and how they grow up and what, you know, I grew up in an alcoholic father's home. Like my, my, I was quiet, you know, and, and finally, you know, like Chris said, you have to be, um, my very, my very, one of my podcast interviews that I did with on another podcast with, uh, my friend and I actually interviewed him yesterday on my podcast, Dr. Joe Martin. I don't know if you, if Chris, if you've ever seen his podcast, but he has the number one men's Christian podcast on iTunes. He has over a million downloads, 10,000 downloads a month. Okay. And, 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 and he interviewed me and I sent it to a couple of my friends and my friend, Tim Douglas came back to me and said, he said, Mike, wh- who was that? Like, who was that on that podcast? He said, it wasn't like you were drastically different. He said, but I feel like I know you better now. And then I asked him why. And he said, because you're more vulnerable. So why don't you guys do me this? Why don't you, as we close through this, why don't you guys, we got some time left. Why don't you guys talk about some things that, that, that couples can do to strengthen their marriage? Like, like, you know, practical things like, you know, whatever that may be. I, I have some things that actually I've learned from you guys that we've implemented and that we've done one being giving my wife my, my phone when we go in somewhere, but maybe some things that somebody listening, struggling, and you know what I've learned? It's not about me. Uh, John Maxwell in a study I just did with him said significant is when you make it about your spouse and not about yourself. Right. And so maybe you guys can share just a couple of things that, that couples listening can do to strengthen their relationships. Well, I'll give one and I'm sure Tara will have one. Um, the one that's latest on my heart is the fact that I see so much in this, uh, as we coach, um, in order to build trust, we really have to start asking questions. Yeah. Start asking questions. We had a couple yesterday we talked about, like, we're, we're, let's make a game out of it. You can't make an accusatory statement any longer. You have to play the game of asking questions. Because here's the deal, <laughs> that what happens with most guys and most couples most couples, I mean, the women are just there. It's like, we just try to win the relationship. Like, you're gonna believe what I believe and I'm gonna prove my point to you. And then the other person is gonna try to prove their point to them. And then, and all of a sudden there's like rock em, sock em robots and how you diffuse that. All the angst and all the anxiousness and all the, the um, anxiety, ask questions. So if you can not have to prove your point that you're right and I'm wrong and, and you're wrong, if you can yeah. just ask questions, that will diffuse 90%, if not all of it, the whole conversation. Yeah. Wow. Because your goal is to understand. I get this. The goal is to understand, not to win. It sounds so simple. It sounds so simple. But it is so freaking like it takes such a a deliberate mentality to say I am not going to go in this conversation to win it. I am going to go in this conversation to understand. Amen. We can get that one thing, just that one thing, 
boy, relationships will just change automatically. And it says, it says, Chris, this goes back to your comment in the beginning, because I usually take about four or five pages of notes when you guys are talking, just so you know, I'm not I'm, I'm taking notes. I did this with everybody. This is my new podcast book um, uh, notes, because I write all over the place so I can go back and look at it from my own perspective, right? And, and you said it. We need to complete, not compete right? Be completely transparent. And, and, and heck, John Maxwell says all the time, person in any type of relationship who asks the most questions always wins. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the questions that Chris started, well, there, I'm going to give you two. <clears throat> I, I, I would like that. Women always get up as one. They got, we get, they, they need to get more than we give. So you can do two. So two pivotal questions that Chris has asked me that has made a world of difference and vice versa. One, when I am talking to him about my day and what's going on and, and this person, you know, all the things we have going on, he'll say, do you want me to help you solve the problem? Or would you like me to just listen? Okay. So that is a big one. Why'd you say that men, for? Because men are fixers. <laughs> and, and I don't want, I don't want to stifle that in him because I value his opinion. I value his ability to get things done and fix things. But there are times in my life where, and women uh, don't necessarily want you guys to fix our problems. Sometimes we just want to talk about it and then, maybe and then but but if you ask them that then that's going to diffuse a lot of confrontation so good that's so good i'm writing that down so that i can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you chris and tara <laughs> yes that's been a big one for us and then the second question is that we actually learned this from nicholas and amanda you know wow. don't, don't think that our children don't have value to offer us they've they've been they to us and in our life and 100%. one of the questions is, is is to say what did you mean by that so when i talked <laughs> earlier about bringing in baggage into our marriage i would and here's the biggest thing that happens within marriages is we take offense we get offended Ooh. just in life general we get offended because like I said before, we're hearing and seeing through our own lens. And I use this, and I'm gonna be very vulnerable here and share this analogy. So for me, my whole life I've had, you know, I think I had fat arms, okay? So you know how women, we're, we're a little bit critical of ourselves. <laughs> so sure. I always felt like I had fat arms. Well, he grew up being very, very thin in high school. And so what did you, how, how much did you weigh when you graduated high school? Whopping 110 pounds. I couldn't even get into the Air Force. I was gonna go to the Air Force and they said, son, go put on some LBs. Dude, you, you got pictures of that, Chris? We should probably, I wanna see some of those yes. I, I think it was so long ago. I don't know if cameras were invented yet. <laughs> Polaroids. So with, with that visual, uh, and, and he was 5'11 at 110 pounds, so oh my if Lord. somebody were to come up to him, if, if, a, if a guy would have come up to him and said, dude, your arms are huge, he'd be like, <laughs> really? Ah, that would have made yeah, it Because he's hearing from his perspective. And if, some, if he were to come home and say that to me, it would crush me. I'd be like, oh my gosh, you know. So it's, it's really, you know, being clear because people will say things to us, but they don't know what we've been through. So it's our choice. It, make, it, it enables us to be able to not be a victim. And that's the whole thing is if you become a victim, you're done. You're, you know, you're done. You've lost if you're, if you're a victim. But be able to say to him, so if he says something to me and I can feel like, wait a minute, I might could take this wrong. I get the opportunity now to say to him, what did you mean by that? And then he gets the opportunity to explain himself and before, I'll tell you, before we had this question and after, before we had this question, if he said something, I would take offense. He didn't have any idea what he said or why all of a sudden he's like, what's wrong? Nothing. Nothing. I'm fine. It's all good. And he's like, well, we were just fine a minute ago and now you're not talking to me. What happened? <laughs> and then, so I would give the silent treatment. That was yeah. one of those little things I packed in my bag and I brought into our marriage, 
was the silent treatment. So days would go on. <laughs> You're starting to have flashbacks a little bit, like, so now, and, and here's a really cool statistic on this. I know that he loves me and I know that I know his heart. So now by saying this, I used to say nine times out of 10, it was never what I thought he said in the first place. But now, literally, it's 10 times out of 10. He never means it to hurt me. He's never meant that to hurt me. He would say something not even knowing how I was perceiving it. So if we could get in the, in the practice of if we feel like, you know, your, your heart rate kind of goes up. Someone says something. You're like, wait, what did they just say? Get, you know, immediately take that. Take that and say, what did you mean by that? Can you explain that a little bit more? Because I'm not sure I understood what you just said. Give them the opportunity. Do not let the enemy have an opportunity to get into your yes. life and mess with you and get in between your marriage because he will and that will if we open that door. So those two things have been really pivotal that any couple can take today, right now, and implement it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna put this in a plaque. All right? <laughs> I'm gonna put this in a plaque. Yes. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, either that I'm going to do like I did when I was a kid, when I would write the answers to the test on my hand. <laughs> and I'd put my hand down like this. And when the teacher wasn't looking, uh, but that's awesome. That's think, awesome. Especially in Spanish and French class. I'd be like, <laughs> like, let me write that on my hand. But, but so just so just guys, did you hear that? Tara said, would you like my help with, you know, when, 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 when she's had a bad, she's came through with her day and, and she's been going, maybe she went through some things with, with the kids or whatever. And Chris says, Hey, how was your day? And, and when he, and when he's, when she's finished, he just, he just says, Hey, would, would you like me to help you with that or a solution to that? Or would you just like for me to listen? Cause I know sometimes most of the time they just want us to listen, right? Like quality time is something that my wife likes just to listen, but now that my wife is back working, I'm, I'm going to use this tonight, Tara. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm going to use this tonight. And then she said, and this is something, so this is totally God doing, because I, I think that whoever's listening to this, if you listen to this and you don't implement it, then you've missed something that God really wants to do in your life. Mm. So, um, guys, thank you so much. Um, why don't you guys just share one or, one really quick thing, each of you, before we go, and then I'll finish um, that maybe you can use to inspire couples, um, that, that just God's place in your heart, because we did this, um, God totally ran with this cause you guys were phenomenal with this. I, I have like five pages of notes and, um, that's how he does it. That's, and, and it, I think it was great. I just want to say this one thing before you, before you finish is that, um, the enemy wants to steal, kill and destroy marriages more than anything else in the kingdom. Right. Yeah. It's the foundation of the church. It's the foundation of who God is. We're the bride of Christ. God, God created marriage, you know? Um, and I think sometimes we miss that. I think we miss what the sanctity and the unity of one plus one equals three. Like I'm so, I remember hearing, um, actually, I think I, I've heard that several times, but actually Chris and I went out to dinner one time at BJ's, I think it was. And we discussed that, like one, what the combination of that one plus one equaling three and the significance of it, right? Like how that, I mean, I think Chris and I were there for like five hours or four hours or something. <laughs> yeah, it was a great nine. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and so just send us off with something that you would say to maybe that's on your heart that you could use to encourage people. And then at the end, just tell people how they can reach you where they can find you on, on social media, your website and stuff like that. And we'll put it in the show notes and stuff, but just kind of share your heart a little bit before we go. Well, I'd like to say that, um, you know, conflict, we don't have to settle for a mediocre marriage. We don't have to settle for a mediocre marriage. That's the one thing. It's just a skill set that I didn't have to be able to communicate effectively with Tara. I didn't have to lose myself. I don't have to become a woman. I just have to become human. I just have to get a skill set. We liken it to, what was the illustration we have about a skill set? 
Well, oh, just just if you you know you want to learn something new, you go take a class. You know, if you want to learn how to line dance or you want to learn, actually, Chris is going to learn how to juggle. So are you really? Chris, yeah. really seriously? Yeah, because of the fact we're getting, we're getting invited to speak like all over the country. All right, you can videotape to, them. Yeah, we want to be yes. able to <laughs> to show that it's just a skill set, and that's what it is. Most men, I wasn't taught this. You don't learn this stuff in school. You don't learn it no. in college. You don't learn it in seminary. You don't. Learn no, it. it's a skill set to be able to communicate effectively. And here's the ironic thing, Michael. I'm a freaking communication major. <laughs> I have a degree in communication who didn't know how to communicate with my wife. Oh my word. So there you know, you know that this is why we have a revolution as we're going to teach the practical things to be able to actually have communication so that you can now have you know, healthy communication and healthy conflict rather than bad. So that's where I'm, I want to inspire your, your, uh, your group of men to be able to say, you know what, as a leader of the household, it's our responsibility to get it, to actually get this skill set because it's a skill set we learn at work. We get, a, we learn how to uh, get on a computer. We learn how to do things. We learn how to code. We know how to whatever. Well, this is a skill set that we could, that is transferable to work, to our children, to our marriage. And so I just want to inspire people. The one thing is that it's just a skill set to be able to learn how to how to have healthy conflict. And 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 Tara, before you go, I just want to say, Chris, thank you for that because you know what, life and death is in our tongue, right? If we we my wife has been encouraging me to decree and declare things like the spoken word and, and, and manifestation of things and the manifestation of miracles. And someone told me that somebody prophesied over me that I was in a season of miracles. And I could have very easily said, got discouraged and said, no, you know, look at what happened to me last year. And then I told Chris, like moving here has been a season of miracles. So thank you for sharing that. Tara, close us out on something that God's put on your heart to share. Well, I want to say this first, Michael, when you said, you know, you could have easily focused on your circumstances. And one of, um, we just spoke yesterday or two days ago. And one of the things we said was, you know, if you focus on the wrong, you will never get the right. Amen. So a lot of times within marriages, we're focusing on what our spouse isn't doing, what they're doing wrong, what, what they're not doing instead of going back and making a list. And that's one of the things that we encourage our couples to do is write down the 10 things that you love about them. Write down the 10 things that you love that they do, that that's right. Because what we focus on grows. And that, you know, if we're a Christian couple, there's always hope. There's always hope. If hopelessness is seeping into your marriage and you're thinking, oh my gosh, there is no way God can redeem this. God redeemed Paul. God redeemed every one of us. God redeemed this entire world and reconciled it back to him. He is the God of reconciliation. He is, he is the God of unity, not division. Amen. So if you serve the almighty God, there is always, always hope. And like Chris said, it's just a skill set. It's just as we're not taught this, so it's not your fault if you don't have it, but get it, but get it. There's so many resources out there. That's why we have the free group because we want it to be access to anybody and everybody. We're very accessible right now. Uh, I like that. Facebook Messenger, we get people message us, we get people email us, you know, and just if you have questions, you know, reach out. Don't become an island. You know, don't retreat. When, when things are bad, we tend to retreat, draw back, withdraw, hide. That you're never going to get your breakthrough there. You've got to get back out in the community, and that's why we want to create the Marriage Revolution community on Facebook because it's full of a bunch of other couples that cheer each other on and and want to be able to go in the right direction and share and right now we're doing we're in the middle we're at the end tomorrow's the last day but it's a free seven day love challenge where we go through the the love languages and so there's just a lot of resources out there so if you're struggling you know reach out to Michael he knows how to get in contact with us but we're at the marriagerevolution.com um, and you can read more about our story and our journey. And, and if you see yourself in there and you're like, man, if they can do it, 
we can do it. You know, if Michael and Lisa can do it, you guys can do it. You know, Amen. life is not easy. It's going through those bumps in the road and going through those deserts that make us stronger. We come out on the other end even stronger than we were even before that. Amen. Are you guys going to do another one of these seven-day revolution marriage things? Yes. Absolutely. We, we are. Well, we good. Are. And, and yes. so they can. So if they go to the Marriage Revolution on Facebook, they can find your Facebook group and join your Facebook. Yeah. Also. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a free okay, Facebook awesome. group. It's called the Marriage Revolution. Just like our website, uh, marriagerevolution.com. Either one, we try to keep it consistent, keep it simple. And so, um, yeah, just ask to join. And uh, there's lots of free time, lots of great people. We've married lots of time, lots of good information and, and resources for you to, like, like the devil, the enemy does not want us to survive because it's the core of society, Adam and Eve, and then marriage. If he can, that's why there's one in two marriages. Like, if you're, if you're, like, in, in our court, there's 10 couple, there's 10 houses. Five of them are going to end in divorce, one and two. And we can tell you, we did a statistic just, just in our family. There are 10 divorces, sometimes multiple divorces. It happens. There's no condemnation. There's no, there's no judgment. But we, we're in this space to win it because we want to make an impact for the kingdom because we don't have to settle for a life of, of separation. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I, I, I'm going to say this for the end. Now that we're closing, I, I didn't even tell you guys this, this, I don't believe in coincidence. You guys know that, um, when Lisa and I were apart and we came back and God rescued my marriage, um, we decided to get, to go through our vows again and recommit our, our marriage. And it was four years ago today that, oh, wow. that we did. And, 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 and it was really funny. Like I said to Lisa, I was, I was like, you know, I'm interviewing Tara and Chris today on our our four-year renewal anniversary. Our regular anniversary is at the end of this month, but this was when we renewed our vow, and, and it was really cool. We had like we had like 30 people came to our renewal. We had it in our old little church, and it was I, I you know how the Facebook sends you memories of it, which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had those today, but something you said that I wanna I wanted just to, to reiterate before we go is that you said God is a God of unity, not division. And, and, and Tara, I think if we just got that in our marriages, um, and if we would ask our spouses if they'd like our help or they'd just like us to listen, <laughs> right? And, 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 you know, what did you mean by that? Asking questions, like Chris says, I think that we could lower that divorce rate down significantly. And sometimes even the reason I said that I believe that um, the devil goes after marriages because sometimes the divorce rate is higher in Christian marriages because it, it's, it's the pressure and the spiritual warfare and the things. Guys, I, I really realized when Lisa and I were part, the real, true understanding of, uh, um, of spiritual warfare. And I'll, I'll, I'll end this, and I'll send us off with this. I remember a conversation that, that a pastor friend of mine come and this can encourage you and maybe you can use it to encourage others. Is he called me and he said, hey, you know you're not lying to anybody, right? And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm lying to everybody, like that spiritual warfare, the, the truth and the, the, and this is what he said. And it changed my life. He said, you're not lying to anybody. You're just believing that the lies that the devil is telling you is the truth. Mm -hmm. Man, I know the truth and the truth is setting him free. Mm -hmm. He decreed that and declared that with my with his mouth. And here's what transpired you guys. I literally went in the other room, packed my bags, and and I called Lisa. She was living in another place by herself. She's got her own apartment. And this is this is how strong this was. And I hope this encourages you and people listening today. Is that I called her on the phone, and this is how prophetic my wife is. She, I said, I'm coming home. She said, I know. I was like, huh? She said, I know. She goes, I've been praying, and the Lord showed me that you're coming home. But here's the thing. You only have two days to pack your bags because you're going to be locked up in a house with 10 other men who've been struggling with their marriage. And I paid $700 and you're going. <laughs> I literally flew home. I packed my bags. I went to this wit ministries, uh, whatever it takes ministries. I was locked up in a house for four days with 10 other mates. And I left there and I remember calling my wife and asking her for forgiveness. I called her mother and her father and all of her friends and my family. 
and ask them forgiveness. And that one decision to go all in on my marriage, to really focus on what God put together and that the devil could not take apart radically changed my life. So I don't believe it's a coincidence that today on the renewal of my marriage that I get to, I got to interview two of my friends, two people that I have a ton of respect for. Um, and, and then I'm, 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 I'm glad that you guys are doing what you're doing. I'm glad that you finally stepped into the perfect will of God for your guys. And I know sometimes we can teeter from God's permissible will back and forth. Right. And when we get, I shared this with Chris, when we get into that perfect will, God just flourishes us. Not that it's going to be perfect, but it's going to be good. So you guys know now where you guys can, can reach Tara and Chris at, at the marriage revolution on Facebook and on their, on their website. But I just want to say thank you to you guys. And, and, and just listen, guys, if you're listening, do us a favor. The only way people get to listen to this is that if you share it, right? And so we're going to, we're on iTunes now as of, t- I think today or tomorrow, we're on Anchor and we're on Spotify. So if you believe this has been valuable to you, then share it. So if you, so please, um, I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm, I'm, I took, like I said, five pages, pages of notes and I'm going to implement some of these things tonight. So guys, thank you, Chris and Tara. Thank you again. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And thanks for all you listening to the Heapland podcast. Just remember, love God, love people, and live with passion. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of the Heapland podcast. Have a great day, guys.